0: Hello, and welcome to Dames and Dragons! Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, but you suddenly forgot how to read? Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, but
1: books ignite your latent fear of stacks of paper? Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, but your yuppie neighbor told you that reading is over, and podcasts are in, and your entire life revolves around the approval of bike-riding, antiques-loving, Whole Foods-going kale-eaters? Then
2: this is the episode for you.
0: Throw out the manual. You don't need
1: it. Get that
0: manual out of the trash, you will need all those details later. And best of all, it's completely
1: unscripted! Let's learn to D&D! This brief play primer is for 5th edition Dungeons and & Dragons and is not comprehensive, particularly about character building and the ins and outs of DMing. If you need more details, you can purchase the 5th edition Player's Handbook from Wizards of the Coast. If you're here to understand D&D rules before listening to our podcast, welcome! But listen, asshole, if you're just here to learn D&D unrelated to our podcast, welcome! I'm Noelle. I'm Caitlin. I'm Sophia.
2: When I'm Cat, you're Dungeon Master. Whoa, Cat! Not on the air. Come on.
0: Really inappropriate, (laughs) Cat.
2: Dungeon Masters are part of the game. You foolish idiots! It's the most important role in D and D. The DM is God to players. What they say goes. So what do they say? Everything. The Dungeon Master, sometimes known as Game Master, describes each scene, sets up puzzles and obstacles, speaks as non-playable characters, plays as enemies, and gives reasonable bounds to the actions of the players. They are the game. That's, uh, that's just simply not what I thought a Dungeon Master
0: was.
1: <laughs> so how do we play this, Dungeons and dragons? is it? Where's the game board? Is
2: there a console controller somewhere I need to get? You just speak the actions you want to take out loud. This game takes place in your imagination.
0: (laughs) Oh, sweet. So I punch the sun. I immediately knock down this house. I hold up my house? The fuck,
1: Caitlin?
2: You guys are terrible at this. I punch the sun, (sighs) cat. Okay. You're going to have to roll a 20-sided die if you want to punch that sun, Sophia. So be it. So how this works is, players state a skill-based action they'd like to accomplish, such as punching the sun. And then they roll a 20-sided die, usually referred to as a D20, to let Lady Luck decide on whether or not they have succeeded. The DM chooses the number they have to beat. If it's a reasonably easy task, like moving a heavy rock, the number will be fairly low. First, spontaneously flying to the sun from Earth and then punching it, it will be higher.
0: <laughs> Alright, I rolled a six. Is that asshole, the sun, finally going to get what's coming to her?
2: No. No, you don't punch the sun. Ugh! I got a 20 for knocking down the house. What?! Oh, Jesus. Okay. Fine. Yes. What?! <sighs> when a player rolls a 20, that is not when anything adds on to it to make it 20, but if the dice says 20, that is known as a natural 20. They miraculously succeed at whatever they said they'd do, even if it's ludicrous. Impossible or embarrassing for everybody involved. In this case, Caitlyn, you successfully knocked down Noelle's house. The stucco cracks, the framework collapses, and a cloud of dust plumes upward out of the wreckage.
1: No! Like I said, I stopped that from happening. Shit! I got a one?
2: Uh, Noel, You've rolled a critical fail. A one out of twenty. Your attempts to stop your house from collapsing now result in your own instant death. Now, critical fails, although they mean you fail regardless of your skills and equipment, don't usually result in death. They often don't even result in injury, but you assumedly just ran into the collapsing building and tried to physically hold it up, so bye. A rock falls on you.
1: What rock is in my house?
0: Dead men cannot speak. Ah oh, man. Now I have to avenge Noel's death, I guess. Oh, jeez.
2: And how are you planning to do that?
0: Uh, I secretly travel to Caitlyn's hot mom's house. stop right there! You scoundrel! Stay away from my hot mom!
2: Alright, Sophia, uh, roll a stealth check to keep your mom travels a secret from Caitlyn. A stealth check? Don't do this thing! (laughs) So, the different actions you take are all categorized into different skills. The main categories are Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma. There are also other subcategories under all of these such as perception, investigation, persuasion, and stealth. As a player builds their character, they gain different modifying numbers on each skill, depending on their race, class, and what the player chooses to upgrade as levels increase. Most modifiers are between -1 and 4. Basically, this increases or decreases the character's odds of completing a task. They add that number to a D20 roll in that category. Sophia, as a human illustrator, you have a plus one stealth. And you know what? This is an unexpected mood, so I am going to give you advantage on that roll. Great. I don't know what that means. Advantage means you get to roll twice and take the higher roll. Disadvantage is more or less the same, but you take the lower roll. Advantage is sometimes determined by the skills or items that you have, um, But it's often just up to the DM's discretion.
0: Okay, that's a five and a 16. So I take the 16 and add one. Why don't you try adding utter
2: betrayal? Uh-huh. So that's a 17. Okay. You successfully sneak all the way down to the wilds of Minnesota where Caitlin's house is. Caitlin, you have no idea this is happening. You are just sitting in the wreckage of Noelle's house next to her dead body, I guess. <sighs> Fine.
0: I eat some crackers. My hot mom can take care of herself.
1: Uh, My ghost haunts your crackers.
0: Mmm, ghost crackers. I knock on Caitlyn's hot mom's door.
2: Uh, Diane opens the door and says, Sophia, hi, welcome. I challenge her to a duel. Okay, so in order to enter into a fight with an enemy, you have to do something called rolling for initiative. This decides the order of combat. Every initiative score is determined by a d20 roll plus the dexterity modifier of the roller. Each player in the fight rolls for themselves, and the DM rolls for their enemies. 15 plus... You have a plus 3 dex, so 18 total. Diane, shocked by the challenge out of nowhere by one of her daughter's close good friends, gets a 10. You go first, Sophia. All
0: right, I say, the sins of the child shall be visited upon
2: you. And
0: I attack? How do I attack?
2: You can use your turn during battle to attack physically, cast a spell, heal, use an item, or pretty much any other quick action that you can think of. You can also move around the area in addition to your action. Any action you do that requires a skill, you have to roll a d24. For an attack roll, you add either your strength modifier for a melee attack or dexterity, for a ranged attack. The attacker also adds their proficiency bonus if they're proficient with their weapon.
0: Okay, I have a pen in my pocket that I'm going to throw right at Caitlyn's hot mop. That's a 10
2: plus three dex, And as an illustrator, you also get to add your proficiency bonus to all attack rolls using a pen. At level one, that's plus two. So 15. 15, all right. At this point, whether or not you succeed at hitting Caitlyn's hot mom, Diane, with your pen depends upon her armor class.
0: Why is she wearing armor? Around her house? I love my mom.
2: Uh, Maybe she has a secret life, Sophia? Hmm. Uh, But no. Armor class, or AC, does not necessarily refer to armor. It's calculated by adding a character's dexterity modifier to the number 10, meaning it mostly measures your ability to dodge attacks. However, armor can... Also increase your AC. Diane's AC happens to be 12, meaning you successfully hit her with that pen, and you can roll for damage. Yes! Noelle, this one's for you! Great.
0: Feeds both of you! So how do I do that?
2: Uh, okay, so this is where all those other dice you have come into play. For battle damage, you generally roll a d4, d6, d10, d8, or d12, depending on the strength of your weapon. And for physical attacks, you add the same modifier you used for your attack roll. For throwing that pen, you're going to need to roll a D4 plus your dex modifier.
0: Okay. So that's a one
2: plus three dexterity. Four damage. Okay. So Diane takes four damage. She has 25 hit points normally, so she's down to 21. Mom, no! (laughs) You shouldn't have knocked Noelle's house down, dude. Hit points, by the way, are calculated by adding 10 to your constitution modifier. They then increase at each level. For more on that, use the player's handbook. Or Google.
0: How does my hot mom look? Is she hurt? Is she scared?
2: Diane seems to be neither hurt nor scared. In fact, she begins to laugh. Oh, jeez. Her laughter twists maniacally and echoes through the snowy streets outside her house. She lifts a hand toward you and it begins to glow. What the hell? Little did you know, Sophia, when you undertook this quest, that Caitlin's mom is actually a level 20 sorcerer. With
0: the lowest, like, health ever. (laughs) Okay.
2: Ah, She says, incredulous, you dared to challenge me? and she points her glowing finger in your direction. You look up to see dozens of fiery specks of light falling from the sky. She's cast Meteor Swarm, and according to the spell description, you have to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Oh god, so I just roll a d20 and add dex. That's a nine plus three,
2: 12. Uh, nope. At level 20, Diane's spell save DC is much higher than 12. Uh, meteors rain from the sky, striking a 40 foot radius around you. Uh, and Sophia, you take a total of 20 d6 damage. Whoa, 20? <laughs> yep. 2d6 uh, would mean I roll the six sided dice twice and add the rolls together. But 20d6 means I roll it 20 <laughs> times. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Mom. <sighs> Da, da, what? But how? Uh. G- uh.
1: Blue eyes, white dragon. Ta-da. the technique. No, uh. an
2: amateur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, sixty-one damage. Which is more than twice your total number of hit points, Sophia. What is going on? Normally, when your hit points reach zero, your character loses consciousness, and you make a series of saving throws that either help you recover or cause you to move closer to death. However, when the attack reduces your hit points to zero, and there's still damage remaining that's equal to or greater than your total number of hit points, you die instantly. What? Welcome to Ghostland, my son.
1: Brightside, we do have crackers. My mom is so cool. <laughs> Even though I have no idea
0: what happened, I get a feeling of euphoria and I get up and I start vigorously dancing.
2: Ugh, Caitlin. Bummer. I'm afraid that when you do that, you choke on a haunted cracker and suffocate. Uh! <laughs> what? Uh, my
1: ghost punches Caitlin's ghost in the face. Uh, yep, that's 19 for
2: an unarmed attack. Uh! So, that is how you play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Kat, and I've been your Dungeon Master. I'm Sophia, and I've been your Mama Salter.
0: I'm Caitlin, and I've been your Big Bad Wolf.
1: And I'm Noelle, and I've been your resident snack haunting little pig. I hope this episode helped you learn a thing or two about this super fun game we all love to play. If you'd like to hear more of us playing D&D, please check out our actual play podcast, Dames and Dragons, in which we fight monsters, throw parties, unravel mysteries, and maybe even fall in love. Maybe not.
0: Also, we have actual characters. That too. If you want more info, we are Dames and Dragons on Tumblr. And Dragon Dames on Twitter. And you can download our podcast wherever you usually find podcasts. All right, you guys.
2: Let's play some D and D.